0: box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast.
1: Happy Friday to you and I hope that you're stepping behind the yellow line because the hype train is about to leave the station. All of us first thing that said to me coming in right into broad it was like oh matt's song is so good sam other producer oh matt's song is fire matty oh, really? Klein, it's gonna be presented today and uh i don't want to ruin it by bigging it up but that's what they said and they bigged it up so what else can we do
2: well um i'll tell you now my daughter sophia is just learning words uh, at the moment, and she's got her first few words. She can say almonds, she can say apple, and <laughs> um, she can say, I don't know. Look. adults
1: can't <laughs> say almonds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she goes almonds. But anyways, she she learned the word more. So she always asks for more when she, you know, if I give her some little carrot puffs and she wants it, after she has it, she'll be like, more, more. And so this is her today when we're in the car. Hello. And that little dust bit at the end uh, is a little tiny sneak peek of listening to the song. And every single time I play it, every single time, at the end of the song, Sophia goes, more. So (laughs) if I can win over a 14-month-old baby then hopefully you'll love it as much as Sophia.
1: Yes, it's come from our Monday in song competition. You heard Bingo's up last week. Today, uh, we're going to be hearing from, uh, is it called Good Vacuum? It's called Good Vacuum. Okay, yes. but you hit from Madokine. <laughs> it's called Good Vacuum. As well as that, we're talking to one of our good mates, Dylan Alcott, all-round legend, Australian sporting champion, who will be on the phone. A big decision coming through with the US Open this week. And also Bear Grylls has a new uh, challenging show. We might get into that a little bit as well. But I hope you are well about what you're up to while listening to this little potty. I am Alex, that is Matt, and this is All Day Breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here
0: we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
1: Yes, Matt O'Kine, where some radio hosts might say, well, that content's over, let's move on to something else. Your boys, Matt and Alex, we have a nose for bangers. And so we're going to be ringing every last drop <laughs> out of our mundane songs that you sing at home. Make them up on the spot while you do things. Matt well, talk us through what happened when you first heard this song from Brizzy Girl, Kate Middleton. Mm,
0: mm, 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 mm. She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. <laughs> She'll take up all that dust. Mm.
2: I tell you what, I didn't catch it the first time. It didn't land for me. Yep. And then, you know, we, we went through the finals and stuff like that. And my partner Bells came down and said, I think my favorites, the, the Dyson song, the vacuum song. And I was mm. like, Oh, which one's that again? I wasn't really sure. Anyway, we replayed it again the next day and straight away, I was like, Oh, that's it. That's it. So secretly, you know, we're supposed to be impartial <laughs> throughout this whole process. And so, you know, I was really happy for Brendan when Dico chose it, but I mean, and look. Let's face it, Dicko doesn't listen to this podcast. He might. No, nah, look, he, he, look, he
1: drove down from his farm to get some reception out from the front of the IGA to chat to Matt Nalleks. Exactly.
2: So he doesn't have MBN. He's not downloading this <laughs> daily. All right. So look, let's face it, I reckon his ear's a little bit old. Okay. That's oh, all he doesn't.
1: No! <laughs> what?
2: He's lost it. That <laughs> Dicko oh my. has lost it. That is. Nah, because a big if, call. He, if he didn't see the potential in good vacuum, well, then he better just stay on that farm, I'll tell you what, because uh, he, because I saw, I saw the gold.
1: Well, it was done, as we mentioned, by Kate Middleton, uh, not the Royal, but Brisbane local Kate Middleton, whose name you have to say both names of. Hello, Kate.
0: Hello. Oh, thank you so much for having me back.
1: No, thank oh, you very much for thank joining you. us. Yeah. you. You okay. are, it's one of those, it is the twist in the reality TV show where you're walking out the door <laughs> and then suddenly you get tapped on the shoulder, it's the second chance draw.
0: I know. It's, it's very exciting. I, I did think that um, Brendan was a worthy winner, mm. but um, I'm very excited to be back.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, can you tell us the whirlwind, the roller coaster that you've been on since, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you essentially lost and uh, how you felt then and how you felt when uh, you heard my big announcement on Monday?
0: Well, I was a little disappointed initially. Um, I didn't want to be a sore loser, though. I was mm. very happy for Brendan. Uh, Bin's song is a banger. So, um, yeah. you know, worthy mm. winner, as I said before. But what can we expect from the guy who let Shannon Noel come second in the <laughs> <a> song? Like- <laughs>
1: Wow. Who I sat mean, there and watched I a not-so-innocent really. bystander to that travesty.
0: Exactly. So I, I didn't expect anything less, to be honest. So, okay. um, <laughs> Nice. But to then, to then see
2: oh, this support. Oh, man, I hope Dicko's on. not listening to this. I know. He's <laughs> a really nice guy. I don't know why. But anyway, yeah, let's keep the, let's keep um, the uh, broilers <laughs> going on on poor old Dicko. Um, Kate, are you across any of the Boilermakers' work? Uh, you know, that's my side hustle.
0: I have seen a little bit. Um, I, I was aware of it. I've gone to a couple of your uh, stand-up shows, Matt, actually, and, and oh. see you do a little bit of boiler makers there. But
2: mm. um, yeah, Wait, do
1: you try and crowbar in some raffia? I, I <laughs> have tried, yes, company? and I failed.
2: Now let's move on, please. <laughs> let's move on. This is
1: well, I'm laughing at it, so that's. Uh... <laughs> That's a good comedy show. You should have heard me.
2: in my very first stand-up solo show. I did. I did a. I did a song called Bad Crab. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> oh no, it was Badass Crab. Anyways, um, now, now look, I'm going to give you a little taste, Kate, because we're, we're going to be playing the full song a little bit later on. But and I haven't heard I it either. Know, I don't. I well, don't know what to expect. The thing is, the actual song is is Boilermaker's Feet, Kate Middleton. All right. Oh. That's because because look, we've got this sample here.
0: All that dust. <laughs>
2: Okay. Yep. So, I uh, thought I'd give that a little pitch tweak, you know. go down a few notches. Here we go. All that dust. Mm. All right. See, here's some of the technique I'm using, all right? I uh, thought I'd get a bit of a vocoder here. I'm using some of your lyrics. I did the singing and chucked a little bit of the T-pain in there. Whoa, 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 whoa. she don't make no fuss. Whoa, 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 whoa. All that dust. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, that sounds like almost, garbage, but trust
1: me. You can almost hear Matt hand by his side just going up and down, doing those runs like <laughs> he's in an Australian whoa, Idol audition. Whoa,
2: whoa. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's just an idea of, you know, the way that I've crafted some of the uh, elements of this song. Kate Middleton, stick around with us. Um, we're going to be chatting to Dylan Alcott. We're going to be chatting about uh, a new test that Bell Greer, Girls is running, and then we're going to be playing is your, uh, your day booing. Boilermaker's feet, Kate Middleton, good vacuum, very, very soon.
0: Yay, can't
2: wait. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A
0: seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz.
2: Now, Alex Dyson, you might have heard one week ago the US Open announced that it would be going ahead, but it would only be going ahead with the men's and women's singles competition. They decided to... Scratch the wheelchair competitions this year due to what was happening with the COVID virus. Now, a very good friend of ours, Alex Dyson, is one of Australia's greatest athletes and competes in wheelchair tennis. You might have heard him on the radio so many times and he's here to join us right now to chat about it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, Dylan Alcott.
3: G'day,
1: legends. How are we? Uh, very good now, Dylan. Matt was right. About a week ago, uh, this news came through the US Open it was going to try and go ahead. But uh, yeah, interestingly, they decided to leave out a few competitors, including yourself, multiple-time champion. Um, you actually spoke to the project at the time instead of um, making you repeat yourself. I thought I'd play the audio here of uh, how, it, how things were summed up in your words.
3: I appreciate there's a lot going on in the world, but that decision was taken away from me. I've lost one match in two years. And I was angry this morning, but now I'm really sad. It makes me sad because oh, I've spent my whole life, you know, just trying to show that people with a disability are equal to other people. Could you imagine this morning if they said, oh, actually, we're not going to have a women's draw, we're just going to have a men's draw? That's discrimination. They made that decision for us because we are disabled. It, it,
1: Tough, you know, it was heartbreaking to see you on there, man. Um, having to go through that, uh, how were you feeling at the time when it when it came through?
3: Oh, I mean, I was devastated at the time, and um, boys were my mates for years. And you know, I'm a, normally a pretty happy guy and and always trying to see the positive side of everything. But I think you could hear in my voice how uh, devastated I was. And it's not, it's bigger than tennis. Um, it wasn't that I couldn't just go play a tennis tournament and people. Might, might think I'm being a bit of a brat who's trying to go over there and play tennis. It's not about that. It's about the fact that for so long, you know, able-bodied people have been deciding which restaurant I can go to because I have a disability, what airline I can fly, which school I can go to, and that makes stuff really hard sometimes. And um, when they made that decision to have no wheelchairs, you know, they were having singles, they were having doubles and um, no wheelchair events, it, it was made on behalf of us, but we weren't consulted and when the decision was made, we weren't even told the decision. They left it off the press release. So it was really tough, but I've got to say I'm a lot happier today to, to wake up um, and to find out that they've reversed their decision. You know, everybody can make mistakes, and I appreciate that the U.S. Open's said they've made one, and, and they've reinstated wheelchair tennis into the U.S. Open if the U.S. Open even goes ahead in the current climate. And, you know, we aren't, we aren't lesser than. We aren't second-rate citizens because we are disabled, or at least I feel like we aren't. And I felt like we were all week. So to be able to have that reinstated is pretty cool.
2: So, Dylan, straight up, did they change their decision because of you?
3: It wasn't because of me. It was because of everybody else that retweeted, shared and and got in touch with the US Open and said um, that they want to change. I'm not going to lie, I I didn't think it would happen because um, I was, you know, saw online a lot of people with a disability say the same thing that I said today, which is in years gone past, Probably up until right now, they would have got away with it because nobody cared. You know what I mean? Mm. And um, to, to have that changed, I couldn't, I can't believe it worked, to be honest. I can't believe they changed their mind. <laughs> well, it's
2: incredible, man. Um, it's
3: great, man. man. It's, you- but it's,
2: it shows that you, like, do, do you think that younger you would be amazed that, you know, Dylan of now can make a worldwide change by just being vocal and letting your, you know, thoughts be heard?
3: Oh, absolutely not! Uh, I, I couldn't. I still can't believe it. You know what? Uh, it was pretty cool last week when my when my phone rang uh, and it was Andy Murray and he's like, you know, deal, mate. We got we got to help. And he goes, do you mind if I ask some of the boys in the top twenty if we can help? And I'm like, mate, we need the help. That'd be great. And then next minute, just ask Djokovic simple.
2: to stay away from me for uh, <laughs> yeah, for a little bit, yeah, please. Geez. <laughs> uh,
3: he, he, he had a bit of an own, own goal during the week. And, yeah, uh, damn. Uh, but then then Roger Federer actually got in touch with. The U.S. Open, personally, and said every single top 20 player supports wheelchairs getting reinstated. Uh, I know we had the same, you know, response from some female players like Kim Clusters, Ash Barty, that kind of stuff. And then next minute, you know, the real worldwide news, thousands of stories, and and look at us now—it's it, back in. And uh, as I said, it's bigger than it's bigger than just playing a tennis tournament for people like me, for people with a disability, for athletes with a disability. So it's it's a pretty momentous, you know, monumentous day. So. I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Do you know how you're going to react now, coming into the to the U.S. Open? Do you feel pressure to, you know, put yourself potentially at risk with America's current COVID crisis to uh, to go over and play? How, how, what's your thought process around it at the moment?
3: Oh, mate, it's a great question. You know, there's a lot to a lot of things still to fall into place. Obviously, the U.S. Open's got incredible biosecurity measures getting set up at the moment to enable players to be safe. We've got to get visas to leave the country to get back in. You know, the French Open still hasn't announced if it's going ahead after. Mm-hmm. Lots of things, but at least now we have the choice the same way that our able-bodied mates who play tennis have that choice as well and the same rights and, and you know, like Matt, you, you've experienced racism before the same way that I've um, experienced ableism and, and discrimination and it can be really hard and, and I think the the biggest thing that I learn is just being vulnerable and explaining how it feels, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, There is a, a portion of it where you have to yell and scream to get your point across and I try not to do that. I was just Brutally honest about how I felt about it. You know what I mean? And it wasn't just about playing tennis. This really hurt me, and I don't normally get hurt very much. And and then the response to from people talking about it, going, "Oh, I actually understand now. It's not about you playing tennis. It's about the fact that they can play tennis because that you can. They can walk, and the fact that you can't walk means you can't get don't get the opportunity to go. And and it it, it it's been pretty cool to to have that you know public get behind it, and hopefully this permeates into. Young kids with disabilities realizing they are equal
2: to as well. Well, I mean, and, and it has been great. You've said that the last week you've felt pretty down about it all until today. Has there been any backlash for you speaking up? Because I know that, you know, a, a lot of people probably don't realize when you're in the news, like when, when people are talking about you, or you're on the front page of news.com or whatever, it's you're really in the line of fire for some for some negativity as well. Have you have you had any backlash? People telling you to get over it and stuff
3: oh i mean hundreds of tweets and instagrams calling me a dumb cripple and a spastic and like finally the us open is doing what everyone else should do which is keep people with a disability inside like just just so many idiots you know saying some pretty dumb things but you know what every one or two idiots there are hundreds of other legends that got around us and and there has been a lot of people saying you know you know well i've lo- I've lost my job and and why the hell should you go and get to play tennis and that's a good point but what i'm saying is if the u.s open gets cancelled well then fair enough because we are in a pandemic but you can't go ahead with just able-bodied people and not people with a disability purely because we are disabled you know what i mean that's the difference
2: yeah, and, absolutely and
3: and that's the point it's not about um us being spoiled and trying to do things it's about inclusion and fairness for all and and um I don't hate on people that don't understand what it feels like. It, it makes it harder when people really get abusive and mm. when my mum calls me in tears because she's reading the tweets and I have to say, Mum, don't go on Twitter, don't go on Instagram because these people are mean, you know, and, and that's, you know, trolls are there to be trolls and, and good luck to them, but it, it really does affect people and I'm lucky that I can see past it and I just keep being me, you know what I mean, and, and hopefully it helps people in the process.
1: Yeah, well, you are a legend, man. Congratulations on making this massive change to this uh, policy and having uh, wheelchair uh, athletes be able to be included in the U.S. should it go ahead or not. They are definitely part of the conversation. Making these massive changes is amazing as well. But you've always been able to, just through, as you were saying, being yourself and saying how you feel and standing up for yourself, be able to make small changes as well. Like, I, I was talking to someone the other day, like going to house inspections. I always think when I'm going into one, moving somewhere, I'm like, yeah, but would Dil be able to come around for the housewarming? Like if we were, <laughs> if we were like, doing that, it's just those like little things in your mind that, that, oh, that with everything you do, just, yeah, you do some incredible work. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Congratulations and uh, good luck with the, uh, with the process going forward.
3: Hey, thanks, boys. And before I go, two things made me smile during the week. My two originally government-employed friends, Matt and Alex, the number one podcast in Australia, that's Gangster. <laughs> making, making it in the commercial world. Yes. Ah. And yeah. secondly, wait, secondly, I'm on Instagram and I see my mate Matt O'Kine rapping under the, uh, his pseudonym Boilermakers, yeah? Yeah, um, yeah,
2: that's it. it. There's going to be some Boilermakers fire coming a bit later on in and the episode, what? but yeah.
3: Guess what? Guess what? I got a shout out. It was the first <laughs> time I've ever been mentioned in a rap lyric. You know what? And my friend Liz Cambage got in a rap song. Drake mentioned her, Wet Like I'm Lizzy. And now I've finally made it in a rap song <laughs> by the boy Matt O'Connor. I don't know what's better. I don't know what's bigger. <laughs>
1: yeah, well Are you talking about this rap song, Dylan?
2: pop shots like a off, rolling town like
3: a There you go, baby. Hey, I've officially made it. You, so, would, you oh, say, man, um, would you
1: say Matt is the Drake of Australia or would it be the Meek <laughs> Mill yeah. of Australia?
3: Uh, I, reckon I I saw him in his heyday and he was he, you know, I know he's happily I got a happy partner, and he's got a kid. But he was a he was a player back in his day. Um, style, so. well, come,
2: <laughs> Thanks very much, Dylan. It's been great chatting. We've run right out of time. Sorry, Dylan. You're gonna have to uh,
1: head oh, off. I love
2: it. <laughs> Cheers, no, love legend. Thank you so much for joining us, man, and, and congratulations again. It's it's a huge achievement to to change an institution. You know, it's it's not easy. You put yourself out there, and it was really rewarding to see it. Um, you know, and even if it hadn't worked, it's really it's really inspiring to see people have a voice, and, and work hard to make a change. So thanks so much for, uh, for being a part of that and for being on our show today.
3: Thanks, boys. Be here soon. Love you.
1: Order up! Just how you like it. But perfect. what's the furthest you've ever run in one go? Uh,
2: I am not a runner.
1: Do you yeah, know we used I mean? to play like, sport.
2: Yeah, I know, but even, I mean, I, I just, I you never like that. You post selfies from the treadmill sometimes? No, I don't. I, um, I go maybe on the rowing machine. Um, Even now, like these days, it's like when I, I you know, I let my battery on the laptop just run out because I couldn't be bothered going <laughs> upstairs. So I am not, <laughs> I am not the example of fitness right now. Especially in
1: post-COVID times, my Lord. So you wouldn't sign up for Bear Grylls' new show, uh, the World's Toughest Race Eco Challenge, where the famous former SAS serviceman and wilderness survival expert has invented the most gruelling physical challenge of all time? No, I'm not going to do that. Do you know
2: what? I once saw Bear Grylls, right? I was watching TV, as you do. Bear Grylls, stuck somewhere, comes across a dead elephant or something, Mm. cuts it
1: open. Oh, there's a camel. Yeah, there's a camel.
2: Gets no, well, gets the big mass of like must masticated grass and oh, yeah. leaves in its stomach, yeah. and then just squelches, like squeezes yeah. the the liquid from it directly into his mouth. I'm not doing anything.
1: Bear some, watch it, any of your bar grills. Keep watching. He challenge. hollowed it out and hid from a sandstorm in the rib cage. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, the man has come up with this, where the competitors are going to compete in a non-stop 11-day race covering 671 kilometres of rugged Fijian terrain that asks competitors to climb mountains, fight their way through jungles, and paddle across oceans while averaging less than two hours sleep a night.
2: You know, I was just in Fiji. Beautiful beaches. Why? <laughs> Why would you go any further than just to lie on the beach? Well,
1: this is what it sounds like.
0: This is not a normal adventure race. Right,
2: right, right. Our biggest fear is not the other team. It's the course.
0: I need help! 671 kilometers.
2: Mountains, jungles, rivers,
0: ocean and swamp. Oh my God. And it is That's so hard. Brutal. Four hours of sleep in four days.
1: So, look, it sounds pretty intense. And he's doing it with um, the creator of Survivor, Mark Burnett, as well.
2: You know what the worst thing about that that whole what I just heard then? They don't mention one pub on the whole (laughs) stop. (laughs) The only time (laughs) Matt's
1: doing a relay, it is a pub crawl at multiple (laughs) pubs. (laughs) that's That's the furthest I've run. Jeez. Well, it is billed as the world's toughest race, Eco Challenge. Um, Some people are saying it's verging on impossible. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. But we sort of had a look at this itinerary and sort of running up and down mountains, right? That's, I mean, it's been done before. Jungles, people have cut through jungles before. I don't know whether impossible is probably the right word for it, Matt. Uh,
2: No, there's there's a lot more difficult things than just, you know,
1: climbing a little hill and Wading through a shallow stream, you yeah, know what I mean? Getting your feet wet as well. So um actually Matt and I have been talking with some TV executives, and we've come up with our own even more impossible reality television show. The Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast Challenge, Impossible Tour, begins with cutting your fingernails, then trying to find the end of the sticky tape.
2: Finally, changing your car clock back from daylight savings time.
1: Next, competitors have to put a USB in their computer correctly on the first go. You'll
2: have to pretend that zoodles aren't awful. <laughs>
1: You'll then face a challenge where you have to say no when someone offers you a chippy.
2: We head online next to find a YouTube video where the comments don't
1: descend into depravity and abuse. Do you then need to come up with a new password that includes a small letter, a capital letter, a number and a punctuation, which is over eight characters long, and then remember which website you used it for. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast Challenge, coming soon. All Day Breakfast. The time has come. Matt O'Kine has been working all week on a brand new single for you. The listener of All Day Breakfast uh, It comes about after We heard the adult and kids Version of the winning track Bingo's Up from our uh, mundane song Competition, Matt Okine The bin goes up Then the bin goes down Brendan from Perth uh, Getting chosen by Indico Dixon To get the uh, the Alex Dyson Woods Treatment to- But also the Diderion Road Treatment for the kids version The bin goes up And many people thought that's all she wrote. That was the end of the uh, of the content, but it was not to be. Not when Matt O'Kine sniffs a hit.
2: No, that's right. I I loved the uh, mundane ditty that Kate Middleton from Brisbane gave us uh, about her good Dyson vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it sounds like this. Mm, mm,
0: mm, 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 mm. She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. kick <laughs> all of that dust
1: mm. you can and hear I by thought, that i liked it as well from the yeah uh, <laughs> i know i've I had gave. to
2: chop that laugh out a lot with my work <laughs> thank you very much and i thought there's got to be more in this you know i've been tinkering with the old ones and twos uh the the middies mm. the microphones over the last few years on my side hustle boilermakers i thought it's time to dust off the and, the mitts and get back into the
1: booth and we know that your back catalogue doesn't Just end there, you know, if you're checking out the IMDb or the music equivalent of which for Matt O'Kine, you can go all the way back to 4.1, Matt's boy band from high school, um, which (laughs) were responsible for a whole heap of hits. Please don't
2: tell me you have a grab. I'm so, I'm really hoping that... They exist only on my computer. I could get
1: um, Pardon Me from your solo project. (laughs) We're
2: moving. We're looking to the future, and the future is good vacuum. Or
1: maybe I should play a little bit of Badass Crab.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, here it is. Uh, It gives me great pleasure to welcome the the world premiere. Uh, It is a song. It's Boilermaker's Feet, Kate Middleton, uh, written, produced, recorded by Matt O'Kine, and here it is, Debut on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
0: She's a good vacuum, she don't
2: make no fuss. She's going to pick up all that dust. Matt and Alex. Boilermakers, huh? We're in this. We've got the coolest cup of soon. This one goes out to Kay Middleton. Future queen. She's a good vacuum, she don't make no fuss. This one's for you and your vacuum Oh, up, check it This vacuum cleaner had cabin fever written need to go Get off the shelves And go find yourself in a decent home But she too packed Like she rapping out on the Eastern coast She wish she bagless. Like she puttin' up with them dealers, bro No fuss, man No dustpan and that brush, man No suction Hold up from all the production All night working on every level On every floor All night floating with danger Up in the city malls She need a change She need escape Get out the scene She need new faces Named after the future queens A quiet life, in bread Speck's a pet with hair, some wildlife, some bed spreads, and some extra care. A little zone zone between the legs of chairs. A little vroom vroom, we in the passenger. Living life in the lush she ain't God we trust, sucking all that dust. She's a good
0: vacuum, go. she don't make no fuss. She's gonna up all that dust. She's a good vacuum,
2: she don't make no fuss. all that dust. She's a good vacuum, she don't make no fuss. All all good oh, vacuum, she don't make no fuss. She's oh, a good She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. Good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss.
1: I guess yes. it technically feats a Dyson because that's the type of vacuum that Kate Middleton
2: was Kate using. Middleton. Oh, but it's a, it's a group effort. It's it's Matt, it's Alex, it's Kate, it's all happening.
1: And Kate Middleton joins us there. You created the melody whilst vacuuming at home. You got in touch with us. It's now produced into an absolute heat-seeking missile. Kate Middleton, how are you feeling?
0: I'm speechless.
1: LAUGHTER
0: it's amazing.
2: You can't be speechless because when this, when this baby takes off, we're going to have to be doing press tours and, you know, the stadium <laughs> shows. You, we need your voice.
0: Uh, calling it now, uh, number one, Hottest 100 uh,
2: 2020. <laughs> I reckon we should
1: just sneaky put those songs up on Unearthed and see what happens. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: We probably should. <laughs> that That's would be pretty good. funny. But, Kate, that is uh, really incredible work. Uh, thank you for getting in touch with us originally, uh, giving us your tune, and uh, hopefully you like the song. We will be putting that up online so you can listen to it whenever you want.
0: Love it. Thanks so much, boys. Cheers. Thank you,
2: Kate
1: Middleton. Oh, well, you, if you, if you, you have done it, it, my friend.
2: Please, uh, you know, share it. Let people know about uh, Good Vacuumed. Um, and uh, and just yeah, sing it while
1: you're doing the vacuuming. That's it.
2: This is all day breakfast. I smell toast. Well, Alex Dyson, it is the end of the show, and as always, when it comes to a Friday, we've Cooked up a lot of stuff during the week and we've got a bit of leftover
1: in the fridge. It's very true. Occasionally on a Saturday night, we go and uh, get ourselves a little midnight snack. But when it comes to cleaning out the fridge on a Friday, we also like to get through a few leftovers. And so that's what we're going to do now. First up, Caitlin got in touch uh, as to the talkback. What did your parents lie to you about? And she said, This is
2: bizarre. (laughs) I'm just, I like. I'm rereading it again. It's truly bizarre.
1: It is a bit weird. So um, <laughs> we we'll see what you think. Uh, Caitlin says, uh, when my siblings and I were little, my mum told us that Ronald McDonald looked the way he does, pale skin, red nose, red hair, because he has a horrible, horrible disease. I grew up not questioning it, questioning it, and I never wanted to go near the statues of him in case I caught it. <laughs> it wasn't until a couple of years ago... That I actually stopped to think about it and realized the more plausible explanation he looks that way is because he's a clown. <laughs> Not sure what lesson she was trying to teach. I no longer eat McDonald's though. It's probably that. Just stay away from Macca's or you'll catch the Ronald McDonald disease. Clown. Because I, I know the one closest to us growing up, there was a Ronald McDonald sort of sitting on a park bench with his yes. arm outstretched. And if you wanted to, you could snuggle on into Ronald and uh, get a little picture but, Absolutely. Um, if
2: After thought- school, Brisbane, underneath the my center, we would all like everyone hanging off Rondog. <laughs> but, yeah. Absolutely. Like he's a
1: clothes hanger. But imagine just climbing up there and your parents going, uh, oi, don't go on there. Why not? Disease. <laughs> he's, well, you can catch it <laughs> via a statue.
2: <laughs> to be fair, I reckon enough people crawled all over that r- Ronald in the Maya Center that they he'd be a bit funky.
1: It wouldn't be great. Oh Matt <laughs> you want to read out B- Brooke's uh, text as to what's your juice because yeah, is asked
2: What's your juice a little while back, and uh Brooke has gotten in touch on our discord and said, uh, my sister legit mixes pickle juice from the jar with soda stream <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ah. Just that carbonate
2: with so pickle juice. Gross. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You go over to someone's house,
1: like, oh, yeah, you want a drink? Yeah, sure. You hear the soda screen spark ups. <laughs> I was like, hey, would you like some uh, pickle juice? What? <laughs> Still or sparkling? <laughs> <laughs> This be awesome. <laughs> uh, we've also on Discord uh, with the talk back. What's the worst present you've gotten? Uh, entitled Boomer writes, "Dead set, a can of spam <laughs> from my dad on Christmas when I was 15. I spent the previous three months quoting Monty Python and the Spam Song. I should have seen it coming." Mate, you should have been
2: quoting, you know, singing Janis Joplin's. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz
1: or something? You yeah, know? <laughs> if your parents are buying it via music, um, that's definitely the one to go for. And uh, finally, Sarah from Melbourne has gotten in touch with us and is on the phone right now. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Thank hey, you so uh, much for joining us. Uh, your talkback <laughs> topic uh, of choice was uh, what have you been doing wrong your whole life? <laughs>
0: yeah, so um, the other week, my boyfriend was meeting my family for the first time And so we're at this family function and we're having like a cheese platter or whatever, and my boyfriend saw me eating the olive and the pip and like swallowing the pip, and he made a note in his calendar to tell me later um, (laughs) to stop eating the pips. (laughs) It was like dangerous apparently.
2: (laughs) So this is a couple of weeks ago. This isn't when you were like, you know, 15 years old and someone said, oh, by the way, don't eat the
1: pips. This is like... You know, yeah, in it a couple May, of weeks ago. I was I was shocked. Did you like the pips? <laughs> Did you what what made you eat the pips? It's just
0: like time consuming to take them out of your mouth and put them <laughs> <laughs> like
1: put them
2: somewhere Oh else. my lord. Can <laughs> I, I ask, do you do you poop
0: pips? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I, haven't, I haven't really <laughs> checked, to be honest. I, I don't know, I don't know really whether looked. they break
2: down. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I actually think that like nature's <laughs> the reason why The nature even has like fruit even has pips is it's it's a it's a defense mechanism to stop itself from getting eaten at the supermarket because (laughs) because you know walking to the supermarket oh it's it's grapes are all in my mouth you know yeah i (laughs) wouldn't mind trying one of these i ain't touching the cherries you know what i mean like because it's got a pip so i think that's
1: it could no, be. Are. So, do you think your boyfriend is the first person to see you doing this or the first person <laughs> to tell you to stop doing this?
0: No, actually, the other day um, I was eating a cupcake with, um, near a friend and um, I ate the cupcake wrapper as well. Oh,
1: she's <laughs> what? out of control! No, she's no. out of control! Oh, Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> this girl ain't got time for nothing. In the pits, In the wrappers. You just put a Mars bar in your mouth without taking the wrapper off. Sarah, what's going on here?
2: Just pineapple spikes all through your gums. Ow, ow, I don't ow. have
1: time for this. Oh, man. Wait, so was that intentional or did you accidentally do that? No, it was
0: intentional. Yeah, like
1: whatever. I don't really care. Oh, my God. She got not stop she I love this so much. Oh, thank thank
2: you. you. Thank you. Sarah, right. I,
1: appreciate Was you it? chatting to us. Oh. Uh, eat on, I tell you what. Thank the you. Iron Guts of Melbourne uh, <laughs> just absolutely <laughs> on a rampage. Thank you so much for getting in touch with us. We really appreciate uh, okay. it, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Have a really great weekend. All right, catch up. Uh, hope you're enjoying uh, this as much nice as we have. <laughs> can, we, can we in the future do a cooking show with Sarah? She oh she be God. A, a celebrity chef? We'll just get her to uh, show everyone how to do it properly because I've imagine how many days in our lives we've wasted Matt peeling muffin <laughs> wrappers off. <laughs> spitting out pits. Hey um, a massive thank
2: you to Dylan Allcott for joining us today. Uh, thank you again to Kate Middleton. If you uh, want to listen to that you know heat bead by Boilermaker's feet, Kate Middleton, good vacuum is it going be uh, it'll be on our channel. it'll be in the
1: feed. Jump jump in the feed. You got your own special song of it. That'll be great. Uh, We'll chuck it up on our socials as well. should be awesome. Thank you so much for listening this week. We'll see you on Monday or potentially over the weekend for a midnight snack. Uh, Catch you later.
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.